Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 371. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. It's in the 50s, chilly, gray, feels like winter has settled in. Uh, We're in the month of December in the final home stretch of 2020. And there, there is still so much happening. I, if you listen to last week's podcast, I am now over COVID, thank goodness, and I'm done with our two-week quarantine. My first stop outside of quarantine was back to Kroger's, <laughs> the reality of life, more food. Yeah, we are, we are at a time where, well, let me just begin by, we're in eclipse season, as the astrologers would be guiding us through, which means there is just a lot of astrological activity. And if you have been reading any of the articles, there is a big uh, event that is happening December 21st that I think I mentioned at the end of last week's podcast. Um, It is a powerful shift and many are saying this is the true entry into the age of Aquarius and that we are um, shifting from one collective vibration into another, and it's a very significant shift. And so it's perfect, of course, that it's happening at the end of 2020, at the end of this year that has taught us so much, thrown so much up in the air, and now we're in this this phase of integrating the year Um, sorting through the emotions, the activities, the milestones of it, and choosing, if we're conscious to it, choosing how we're going to move into this new year, into 2021, into this um, age of Aquarius portal. And what, what that even means for us and what it might look like, you know, moving forward. So I have a few things I am going to read, two different things I'm going to read in today's podcast, which I haven't done a reading in a while. The first one is going to be from my book, One Day, My Soul Journey in the Gaia Tribe. And I've actually read this chapter already way back at the beginning, I think, of the podcast. But it feels like reading it now in the energy of 2020, it's going to resonate differently. And so I'm going to read uh, from chapter three, The Third Dimension to set up the framework for why I'm sharing this, I just want to offer a couple nuggets or reflections. So there is a podcast, which I will put a link to in the description here. There's a podcast that just aired this week with Dr. Zach Bush and Marcus Aubrey. Absolutely phenomenal uh, conversation about 
what is happening on our planet from a scientific level, from a spiritual level, from the body. Um, Dr. Zach Bush has so much research and wisdom about just the whole um, human journey and our collaboration with our planet and where we have some missing links, some failures in communication. And he's doing incredible work to help bring us back into alignment. He talks very openly about the possible extinction of our planet. Um, I personally think it's more the possible extinction of humanity. I do not believe that our planet will ever, well, I don't know that it will never cease to exist, but I don't believe that humans have the ability to end Gaia Earth. I just don't. She has her own consciousness and energy field. And if we get too out of alignment, I believe we will disappear before the planet will disappear. Disappear. But the conversation in this podcast was so fascinating. I'm about halfway through and I just love what they are sharing. And so I'll put that link in if you would like to watch it. But there was a part, a moment in the discussion they were having that put me immediately back into this book that I wrote a few years ago. And just the the description, the way I shared it is playing out right now with COVID in the fear. Uh, Dr. Zach Bush talks about the, I guess I could just call him Dr. Bush or Dr. Zach, but I feel like he deserves the respect of his whole name (laughs) every time we talk about him. (laughs) He was describing um, fear and guilt as the lowest vibrational energies and that in cancer cells, fear and, well, I don't know that I can tie it to cancer cells, but he talks about how cancer cells isolate and in their destruction, in their collapsing, their will to survive, to thrive makes them recreate. And so that's why cancer cells spread so rapidly. And he was comparing that to the fear and the guilt and the isolation of what we are doing as a humanity right now with COVID, how we have this push through the media, through politics, government, whatever, whatever, as he described it, mindset is forcing this shift. It's creating more and more isolation of individuals. And when you isolate individuals, eventually they're going to collapse in on themselves because they aren't receiving the connection as humans that we're wired to receive. And so he was just comparing that and as he was describing that, I, I thought of the way I described third dimensional reality. And so I'm going to read it to you. And when I was reading through it myself, I'm like, oh my God, it's totally what's happening here. The hope that was so clear in the podcast, in the discussion they were having, it was that if we have had a mindset that has try to create fear and guilt as an isolation, as a way to almost destroy humanity. It hasn't worked because this year there is this, as Dr. Bush describes it, there's this harmonic that is happening where those who have the same frequency of love and creation and inspiration and Um, new solutions, they're finding each other and they're having these collaborations and new efforts, new things are being birthed that are, are so powerful and hopeful for humanity. And so if fear and guilt is pushing and constricting, 
there's this resistance, there's this rebelliousness that is creating something contrasting to that, which is the beauty of humanity. They say it much more eloquently than I do. But I'm going to read the chapter because I feel like it'll put it into words that perhaps are very easily digestible. It'll resonate with you if you're used to hearing my voice and then you hear my voice reading my words. I feel like the resonance will land very deeply within you. And so, so yeah, we'll do that. And then I'll read something else a little bit later. All right, so you're going to hear me turning pages and, you know, it's just me doing this beautiful podcast from, from my home. Okay, so this is from my soul, One Day, My Soul Journey in the Gaia Tribe, and it's page 32, The Third Dimension. So I describe the dimensions of consciousness in this book and my journey through them and what, what the dimensional shifts even mean from a consciousness level. I think sometimes there's a bit of a mystery about consciousness and the dimensions of consciousness and what's 3D, what's 4D, what's 5D, what's 8D, you know, all of these um, curiosities and this mystique about it. And so the book, when I wrote it, is very practical. It's like, here's what it is (laughs) from my point of view, and here's what it feels like in your body as you're shifting from one dimension to another, as you're experiencing the dimensions of consciousness. Um, what I have found, I'll, I'll tell you the secret, the secret of this book that I didn't realize for at least a year and then I started to see the pattern. When, when you read the book, it's available on Amazon and then also on Kindle. When you read the book, there's a resonance as you're reading each chapter. So each chapter is about the next level of consciousness. So you read chapter three and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that. And then you read chapter four and you're like, yes, I totally understand. And then perhaps you get to chapter five and you're like, I don't understand, it doesn't make sense to me. Or perhaps you get to chapter eight or 10 and you're like, "Mm, I I don't know if I quite get that. I can read the words, but the words aren't landing inside of me. They're not I don't feel them in my gut or in my heart. When that happens, the place where you stop feeling the resonance is the dimension of consciousness that you are currently in, which I think is so cool. I had no idea that was going to happen when I wrote the book, but over and over as people were reading it and then telling me about it and I would muscle test and talk to them, I'm like, oh, it's totally the dimension of consciousness that you're at. Like, how how cool is that that the the consciousness works within the book to help you see where you where you are without like it being right or wrong to be at any number or any judgment that you're only at one level versus another level it's not a race it's like we're all just expanding and learning and becoming something more and evolving and so if you if you can settle into where you land and then perhaps just read the next chapter to kind of get a sense of what's possible next or what's arriving next. This book is, it's like the coolest roadmap, (laughs) like the coolest roadmap of consciousness here as a human being. It's a revolutionary book ahead of its time (laughs) from what I have uh, come to understand. But I'm going to bring it to into this year of 2020 with the third dimension. So here we go. 
The third dimension is the first level of human consciousness. So there's a thinking brain that can create ideas, hands that can mold and shape new ideas. There's a complex digestive system that thinks for itself, brings in ideas and nutrients and processes waste. The third dimension feels like the reality of the physical experience for most people here on Earth. For lifetimes, thousands of years, the third dimension has been the reality that the majority of incarnated souls in human bodies have experienced. When a soul decides to incarnate, to take on human form, they arrive into a third dimensional reality that is dense, heavy, and limited in what you can see and understand. The chakras are functioning, but perhaps blocked or not running energy at the optimal level of what a body and a soul can create. For a long time on earth, life wasn't as dense as it feels now. With more and more souls incarnating on this planet, bringing their energy and auras into the physical, the density of the planet has become heavier and the congestion of energy has become tighter. The third dimension is feeling more limited, more restrictive than ever before. In the third dimension, a soul human feels the collective society's energy as their baseline, their norm. It feels true that life can be scary or your experiences are going to be limited or there's going to be lack. You tend to go along with the average person in the average crowd having the average life. You don't set your expectations too high because then you're going to be disappointed. Internalizing lots of warnings that many of, us, many of us grew up with in my generation and those before us. It's finally shifting with the new generations, thankfully. For example, we might have been hearing, don't get too big or you're going to fall. Don't let your ego expand too much or you're going to be disappointed. Don't set the bar too high because it's going to come crashing down on you. Or there's never going to be enough for everyone. These phrases and limitations are so common that we stop questioning why life feels difficult and we have to work really hard. The news media supports this mentality by constantly showing us the bad stories. Our communities keep these messages right in front of us so that we don't forget. And so we stay in this limited experience of the third dimension. I believe we choose that limited experience of life. I believe that our souls know coming into each human incarnation that there is this feeling of density with a limited thought process and that it exists to push against us, to ignite the spark of commitment and creativity and the desire to push past that limitation into the possibilities of what others aren't expecting or thinking is possible yet. I believe we choose this dense third dimension of consciousness. We choose that we're going to come into a human body and have this experience of being told no all the time. Because in being told no, we can also find the strength to push back with our own no. And this time, we add, oh, and also, I'm going to show you that I can create my own yes. But until then, in the third dimensional reality, we're like sheep that keep moving in a flock together, following the rules, following the systems and the structures, making sure that we don't ruffle too many feathers. We stay safe by staying small, by limiting our options, and it feels good because everyone else is just like us. And then I talk about my experience from my childhood. And then I talk about, um, so I continue page 35. I have lived this reality also in past lives where being included in the group is the only way that you survive. Everyone has a skill, a trade, a gift that they bring to the group. 
and all of those individuals working together then allow for everyone's need to be met. This was especially true before money became the currency, when your gift, your energy, your skill was your currency. Everyone had something unique that they would bring to the collective group to take care of each other. If you dared to stand up and argue with the different gifts of each person or the different skills that each brings, or perhaps put your gift down and say, I don't want to do this service anymore, I'm tired. I don't want to be part of the collective. Then you could get excluded from that group. In the third dimensional reality, when you're excluded from the group for most of our early lifetimes, that meant you had no food, support, clothing, housing, or relationships. You were literally kicked out to survive on your own. And surviving on your own would often mean death because there was no support. If you laid down to rest at night, for example, and there was no one to watch or protect you, and you happened to be in the middle of a forest, well, you could be eaten or killed by animals. The third dimensional reality was a tough experience for humanity for much of our planet's history. We are more refined these days. We have more physical resources around us now, which allows us to feel more independent. But the soul still remembers those experiences and nudges us to continue to play it safe in order to survive emotionally. Our ancestral lineage is handed down through our cells from one generation to the next. Follow the rules and stay safe by staying in the group. War has also proven to us time and again that when you rebel, you often lose. And even when you do win a war, what is the cost to humanity? in the loss of lives and the destruction of property, or to the safety, security, or steadiness that humans feel. War disrupts all of that. It throws security up in the air and messes with everything. And when all of the pieces land back on the ground again at the end of a war, they are never the same. Life is never the same. In the third dimension, our ancestors have passed us these genetic codes, these truths, because they've experienced them. They've handed us these truths and told us to stay safe, protect each other, and allow these mantras or belief systems to guide us so that we don't have to go through the pain that they had to do before us. Over time, as more souls incarnate into our world, accepting these genetic codes, the energy field is becoming ever denser from the fear and blocked emotions being held inside our human bodies. Fear has become stronger and tighter in our physical systems. None of this process has been wrong, though. In the feeling of the fear, it offers us the opportunity to strengthen our resolve to create something different. This, this is the part where I so feel COVID and the experience of COVID. In the feeling of the fear, it offers us the opportunity to strengthen our resolve to create something different. More gets created through contrast. When people get frustrated with density, limitation, being told no, and then feeling the resulting unresolved anger, disappointment, or powerlessness, the uprising of emotion inside can motivate them to break out of the mold and create something new. That has been the intention for this planet, to allow space for creativity to flourish, for desire to expand, for new to be created. With every limitation, there exists the possibility to break through it, and create something new and different. From the beginning of time, the beginning of humanity on this planet, there have been individuals, souls, who have come to show other ways, to help nudge the general population, 
to create a spark of desire to create something new. They have come to help push humanity through to the next level. And that has happened. It has happened every time. The higher dimensions have always existed. There have always been souls who have agreed to come in and hold that higher vibration, hold that higher understanding of consciousness, love, and connection, and inspire more people to move towards that higher dimension. But when you're the average soul human in the third dimensional reality, and everyone is telling you to follow the rules, often that dense reality is what your soul experiences for many, many lifetimes. From the beginning of humanity, there has always been the possibility of a different experience being created on Earth. But as we are playing with time, space, and the density of matter, the joy is in the contrast. The joy is in understanding the limitations of the third dimension and feeling the heaviness of all of it. Having a human incarnation and feeling the frustration of not understanding or remembering the greatness of the soul. And then transitioning back to being a soul again, aka death, <laughs> and going, oh man, how did I not understand that? How did I not see that? How can it be so dense to be a human? So then we come back into another incarnation, aka birth, <laughs> with higher expectations and bigger goals, convinced that this time we're going to remember what it's like to be in the higher dimension and how awesome we are as souls. We land back in the human body, and find that it's the same density, the same heaviness, and the same contrast. Uh. And we transition back, aka death, into the non-physical soul again, saying, oh, no, I forgot again. Then back to another human incarnation, birth, where we don't get done what we think we're going to get done. And then we're back to being a soul again, going, oh, how did I forget? So there's this exciting, beautiful, powerful loop, soul to human human to soul, soul to human, human to soul. And it's extraordinary. It's just extraordinary. None of this has been wrong. There's such an easy way that we typically tend to judge ourselves. We say, oh, here I am back in this limited third dimension again. I've never been able to make it to a higher dimension. Why am I not in fourth or fifth? No, it's the perfection of consciousness. In human incarnations, every time you come in and have this physical experience, you become more. You are more than you were before you entered the human experience. Your soul expands. Every incarnation is such a huge stretch for a soul to take on physical form, to play with aligning the physical and the spiritual, working with the brain, with consciousness, holding thought, holding ideas, Allowing creativity to move through and spark something within us, it's an incredible process. Becoming a human soul, spiritual taking on human form is an incredible process. Every single lifetime is a gift. Every single lifetime matters. Every soul that comes and plays with humanity expands the entire collective energy of humanity. This is why our Earth's population is so dense now. There is an excitement, a huge expansive ripple of energy that has been moving through our universe because this planet, this Gaia, offers such an incubation for consciousness to expand. Souls are drawn here to have the physical human experience, knowing it's going to be difficult, knowing they're going to scratch their heads and ask, what am I doing here? 
Why am I even choosing this? What was I thinking? Yet there still is this draw, this pull to come here and experience it, to play, to delight in the physical form. And so more and more souls have been birthed into existence because this desire is so powerful. This creative energy is so powerful on earth. The number of stories, bodies, and ideas that need to exist to meet the excitement and the demand of souls who want to come here, it just keeps expanding. And then I have the next section in third dimension called slowing down. Now we have reached this point in humanity, this place here on earth, where the energy, the heart, the consciousness that is our incubator, Gaia, is maximized. Our planet is reaching the limitations of time, space, and the density of matter. Earth itself is reaching the limitations of what we created at the very beginning. This co-creation of everyone being here is taxing, maximizing what Gaia can hold. There is a collective agreement this is what I would say, by the way, is 2020. <laughs> like, this is 2020 in summary. There, and I wrote this book in 2017, so it's, or 2018, so it's funny to hear it now in this vibration. There is a collective agreement between souls and the humans they inhabit, Gaia, our planet, and all the energies that exist in the cosmos to slow down this race of time, to slow down this intensity of energy and physical matter, so that we can allow Gaia some space to clear the dense third dimensional energy and shift the vibration of consciousness from third into fourth into fifth. The next level of evolution is one where our creative space can be more deliberate. The density of the third dimension is destroying our earth. The universal draw of souls to experience being in human form is impacting the natural rhythm and energetic heartbeat of this planet. Our planet is ready for a big exhale. Gaia needs to exhale third-dimensional energy and inhale the natural energy of the universe, which is love. The original source energy of the universe, which is love and creativity and ever-expanding consciousness. I, I would also add, like, now I call that flow. The original source energy of the universe, which is love and creativity and ever-expanding consciousness. I call that flow. More on that. <laughs> More on that another time. So it's not that we have been doing it wrong. It's that we have reached the limitations of time, space, and the density of matter on this physical planet we call Gaia. We are rapidly approaching that limitation. There is a collective agreement from all souls, source, and Gaia to slow it all down and now come into alignment with the higher dimensions. And then we go on to the fourth dimension, which is titled Bouncing. And then the fifth dimension, what did I call that one? Uh, fourth dimension is longer than I thought. Fifth dimension I call Explore. Yeah. So my suggestion is buy the book. <laughs> buy the book. <laughs> and then... Uh, see where you're at, which dimensional level you're at. So the next little nugget I'm going to read to you, and then we'll bring it all together. It's from this amazing tarot deck that combines the uh, gene keys and then these beautiful images. The artist, her name is Rosie Aronson, Dr. Rosie Aronson, 
and the tarot deck is called The Wisdom Keeper's Inner Guidebook, 64 Faces of Awakening. And I mean, it's just the most beautiful deck ever. She, she combined what she felt intuitively and we're going to talk about downloads in a second. This was her download. She combined what she was receiving in her meditation and her drawing and her creative time. She accessed that higher dimension of consciousness and let it flow through her. And then she found um, different uh, modalities of teachings and landed on the Gene Keys as the one that she most resonated with. And so she matched, she talked to uh, Richard Rudd and then matched up each of the Gene Keys with one of these characters that she had been drawing and then wrote a story about the character. It is, it is so cool. It's so cool. So one of the women in our gym, our astrologer guru, (laughs) our astrologer wise one, uh, Jan, she showed us this deck in one of our gym calls and all of us, well, not all of us, most of us, the very next day had already ordered a deck and we're all pouring through them because we love the cards so much. The one that I am going to read today is called Insight and it's number 43 connected to Gene Key 43. Here's how it ties in with what I just read and with Dr. Zach Bush and Marcus Aubrey's podcast. Every human being is born to be a rebel in the sense of filling a space in the world that cannot be duplicated by another. That's Richard Rudd's words. The shadow of the 43rd gene key is deafness, right? How many of us have been covering our ears and not wanting to hear? The gift is insight. Insight, which is what this podcast is offering you and the links I'm going to include will offer more insight. And then the Siddhi, the mastery of it, is epiphany. Epiphany. And that's, that's what's possible right now. That's what I'm going to talk about in a minute, is the epiphany and the downloads that are happening. So here is what Dr. Aronson writes as her wisdom story for this character, number 43. I'll take a picture of the card so you can see the character, and I'll post it on my Instagram so you can tune into it. My wisdom story from this tarot deck. I, it's a young man with glasses. He kind of has sort of a Harry Potter look and right at the center of his forehead is an owl. And then he has all these incredible images and uh, patterns drawn all over his face. My wisdom story. I worried a lot as a kid. My mind spun with speculations about the bad things that could happen and how I could avoid them. My more sturdy brothers teased me for being such an emotional wimp. At school, I was called the brain. I felt different and weird and wanted so badly to fit in, to feel secure and be successful. Ironically, my ability to anticipate problems made me a great programmer. No one could find and fix bugs like I could. Suddenly, it was cool to be a nerd. As a young man, I had wealth and independence. Thrilled, I could finally compete with my brothers I dominated the conversation during family visits, talking endlessly about my successes at work. Deaf to their contributions, I showed off my latest gadgets, gave unasked for technological advice, and blurted out inappropriate comments about how big my abs were after hiring a personal trainer. I was too busy winning their approval to notice what a pain I was or how deeply I envied their relationships. Then I'd go home and pull out my feel-good technology. 
I'd play video games, watch TV, and surf multiple dating sites at the same time. Obsessed with freeing up my time to be more productive, I learned to operate my stereo, TV, computer, car, solar panels, and sauna, all from my phone. But instead of freeing up my time, technology swallowed it whole. The harder I worked to streamline my life, the more complicated it became. I couldn't stop the noise. That's when I had a breakthrough, insight. Nothing I did, used, or accumulated would ever make me feel more comfortable in my own skin or like I truly belonged in this world. In one fell swoop, I canceled all of my subscriptions and threw my TV and gadgets in the closet. And I got quiet, really quiet. All I did was listen, at first to the noise in my own head, then to the sounds of my home, then to the birds in my backyard. Slowly, I brought back technology. First, the music, then the podcasts, touching ones with stories about real people who suffered and prevailed. That's when I received the insight that would change the course of my life. I'd create a radio show for and in honor of the people who felt like me. I'd call it the outcast. That was just the beginning. I mean, that story, is that so amazing? <laughs> like she ties everything from the gene key into it. It's just remarkable. And then she ends with this. My gift to you, this is from Dr. Aronson. My gift to you, I'm here to invite out the rebel in you, the poet, the lover, the mad scientist, the revolutionary. There is something only you can do, something your entire life has prepared you for. It is time to take a risk to shake up a system. You may make waves. That's okay. Whatever you do, stop listening to the status quo. This is not about venting or blaming. This is about being creative and being open to love. You don't have to know where exactly you're headed or why in order to trust your inner voice. As you courageously forge a new pathway, don't be surprised if your timing gets better and breakthrough insights come your way. Dare to be who you are and you will ignite the creative rebel in others wherever you go. Right? <laughs> Wait till you see the card. Oh my God, it's so cool. Um, okay, so bringing it all together. <laughs> this is my crystals on my lap fall. When I was watching, well, let me back up a little bit. So in my, my journey through 2020 has been filled with ups and downs like everybody else. When we, when my husband and I both got COVID and we were home and we were feeling like I described last week, all of the reactions and the emotions and the energy of this collective experience that we're calling COVID, it it moved so much within each of us and it helped us to see some of the fears and the blocks that we were still holding, which then allowed us to move those blocks as much as we have so far. And I'm sure that will continue. Now that we're on the other side of it, there's, there's this freedom that we both have been talking about because 
the science, at least the media science, would say now that you've had that virus, you're likely not going to get it again, or you're, you're through the virus, so you're not contagious, so really your restrictions are limited. My husband talked to the health department as a requirement before going back to work, and that's what they said. You're free to go. You're good. You're, you're likely like healthier and better than anybody else. Some of my other friends who are very health uh, intuitive I said, you're like the best person to hug now. Like your biome inside is so strong. <laughs> your immunity is so good. Like you're a good energy to be around. When I watched Dr. Zach today talking and Marcus Aubrey talking, he, Dr. Zach describes how we hold solar energy within us, within our physical bodies. And so when we hug another person, the sunlight, the sunshine stored within us touches the sunlight, the sunshine stored in another person. And so we're actually designed to physically connect and hug and heal each other and, and create this energetic grid through humans on the planet. Some of this is my words. He, I don't think he said energetic grid, but that was what I was visualizing when he was talking about it. So now that, now that we're on this side of it for my husband and I, this sense of liberation and freedom, it's like, well, well, what do we want to do? Like we've looked at our fear, we've moved through it, we've been in COVID energy and now we're on the other side of it. And like, now what? There is this, at least for me, expansiveness that says, you know, you, you are the rebel now. You are the one that, um, gosh, I'm trying to get the right, I'm trying to say the words in a way that translates. <laughs> it's like following the flock is bullshit in this moment. Like I watch the news and I don't see it the same way. And the podcasts and the articles that I'm magnetizing into my AI, as people talk about it, my Google search data <laughs> is pulling towards me a different vibration, a different collect, collection of articles and information that says, you faced your fear, now what are you going to do with it? How are you going to live? What are you going to contribute? What do you give back to the collective? Because you matter, you're, you're here. I feel like, and I described this briefly last week, I feel like COVID is an experience where if you're ready to exit earth, if you're ready to have a transition, because like I described in the reading from my book, it's so dense and heavy and you're kind of tired of it. So you exit earth and then you look at your human journey and you're like, oh man, like why didn't I get it? Why didn't I try something different? And then you come back perhaps into another incarnation and you do it again. You do it differently. Perhaps this time you're more empowered. You're more courageous. I feel like COVID it offered those who are ready to transition the pathway to do that because so many were doing it. It also, it also, for those who went through it and faced their fears, I feel like it offered uh, an opportunity to stand more firmly back in the human experience and say, oh, I, it, like uh, Simba, ha, huh, I, I laugh in the face of danger. You know how he does that as a little cub in The Lion King? It's like we stand on the other side and go, oh, this, 
this energy field that we call COVID that has been defined as a, as a killer, as a destructive thing. I stood in that energy and I still must want to be here because my soul and my human are still here. Well, now what? Now what do I do? What do I want to do with this precious time I have left? What do I contribute? It, it clarifies, it offers insight. It's that breakthrough that's described in the card of how do I want to live? How do I want to live? Do I want to stay in isolation? Do I want to stay in this vibration of fear? If not, what am I going to do differently? And so for me, you know, I described this um, in the newsletter I just sent out, which I'll post on my website and share on social media too. But I described how as astrologers are saying to us, we're moving into this age of Aquarius. We we are making this shift into the air signs away from the grounded earth signs. You know, we've gone from, we're moving from Capricorn into Aquarius and it's very much about group thinking, community building. It's not about the hierarchical structures of Capricorn. It's about this interconnectedness, this oneness of Aquarius. And so I was describing in my newsletter there is a reason. There is a reason I selected as a soul entering this human journey to be an Aquarius sun, an Aquarius moon, and a Gemini rising. It's to be able to have the, the grid inside of myself, the astrological grid, the energetic grid, the consciousness grid that says, I see the way where we can come towards unity. I, I understand this oneness of the Aquarian age and let's go. <laughs> let's, let's start building that. Let's break down the hierarchy. Let's break down the fear. Let's do the tower moments and collapse the old belief systems that are outdated. Let's dissolve this need to be in the flock to stay safe and instead celebrate the uniqueness of the individual. Encourage the rebel. Enco- encourage each one to find their own creative gifts and then start bringing those gifts forward. Maybe that will take us back to a, a newer, more advanced version of those tribes that we used to have before money entered, <laughs> before money came into humanity and brought all of its learnings and teachings. What if we eventually go back to, not back, but go forwards into a structure similar to tribes where each one has their gift and they're contributing their gift and their gift is up-leveling the whole. It's like the Aquarian age, I think, is often defined as we're much stronger when our individual uh, strengths are brought and we're the sum of the whole. Or we're <laughs> I totally butchered that, didn't I? <laughs> the, the sum is greater than the parts. Is that how you say it? Whatever the phrase is. When we're individually trying to do something, we can only get to a certain place. When many individuals are together working on the same uh, idea or creation, suddenly like we're amplifying our power and our strength and our energy. And so this uprising of magical solutions starts to happen. This is what Zach Bush, Dr. Zach Bush and Marcus were talking about in the podcast, like how incredible the gifts that are coming from this time of COVID and quarantine and fear and guilt and isolation. 
the gifts that are being birthed, the research that is happening, the ideas that are being sparked, the way that technology has still allowed so many individuals to continue teaching and working and families to gather, even if they're not physically present. Love and this harmonic is still happening. And, and it's going to continue to happen because we are choosing to connect We're choosing to stay. We're choosing to be here on this planet and find solutions. So insight. Insight is this gift of a breakthrough, an aha, as the little story describes. You know, this man who thought he had everything and then realized his life is constricting him. He's collapsing you know, into his technologically managed world. (laughs) And so he shuts it all down, gets rid of it all and gets quiet. He gets quiet. That's a lot of what chapter four in my book, The Fourth Dimension is about. Getting quiet. What does that look like? How do you do that? What happens? What happens when you get quiet? (laughs) So many people are terrified of it. Like, oh God, I'm going to get quiet and my mind is just going to have like a psychotic breakdown. It may need to break down some ideas, some beliefs in order to sift through what's happening in your world so that you can find the, the parts that truly resonate with you, the, the places where you are in your own knowing, where you're finding the ways you want to be living. insight (laughs) my mind is like ping 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 (laughs) and that's what often happens in meditation it's like all this stuff has to come forward so that you can look at it and sort through it all right the reason i believe that so much of this is coming up right now for me to share with you is because in this time in this month of december we have what astrologers call eclipse season. We just had the full moon lunar eclipse in Gemini on Monday. And then I believe in another week we have the new moon solar eclipse. And then another thing at the end of the month, another full moon at the end of the month. And in between this big conjunction, there's just so much happening. If you aren't following astrology, this is the month to begin. Absolutely, this is the month to begin. And if you need your birth chart read and you haven't had that done before, I'll put the links um, to this also in my description. But in my newsletter, I suggested getting a birth chart read, and I had two names of people um, that I recommend doing those readings with. So I will put those in the descriptions for you. Yeah, like if you have never had your birth chart read, (laughs) this is the month you should really get your birth chart read. Uh, so that you're ready for 2020 to end and 2021 to begin. But the reason that much of this has been coming up for me is because when we have so much happening astrologically and when these eclipses are, are changing light, changing the way we see things, putting lenses and filters in place in different ways, there's this potential for our psychic abilities to expand for the, the veil of illusion to slide more to the side, for us to see something beyond the third dimension, 
perhaps even beyond the fourth, the fifth, the sixth dimension, there's this possibility of new awarenesses, new ahas, new insight to happen. And we have all different names for that, you know, in the spiritual community or whatever woo-woo places um, you might hang out. You know, sometimes that's called a download or channeling or seeing or receiving information Um, I mean, there's so many ways to describe it. I feel like insight is a beautiful word because it comes in and it's through your, your sight. It's like within you, there is a new scene that happens. And it's, Santara was describing this in her Aquarius video so beautifully. It's, it can't be felt by someone telling you about it. It's felt because you experience it. You have the insight. It's like the story in the tarot card I just read. He could have had 20,000 people tell him, oh, your technology is trapping you. You need to get rid of your technology. It's limiting your relationships or your, your world is too noisy and busy. You're not actually in alignment with your spiritual gifts. It doesn't matter how many people would have told this character that when he had the insight, when he had the individual breakthrough, he made the change and everything in his life shifted and he came into alignment with his gifts. That's, that's what I believe is possible this month. I mean, it's always possible, but I feel like astrology is supporting 2020, the constriction, the tightening as we get to the end of this year, the funnel feels like it's being constricted around us. You know, so many people are saying that, like, I can't deal with another thing. I can't think anymore. I can't feel anymore. I'm numb. It's too much. It's like that final squeeze in the birth canal that's going to wrap up 2020. It can either tie us up in knots and we're afraid and more afraid and more afraid and like, you know, huddling over in the corner, terrified of what 2021 is going to bring because 2020 was so bad. Or we shut down the noise. We get really quiet. We sit within ourselves. We have insight. We align with astrology. We read about what's shifting in the planets and then how that impacts us through our birth chart. And then suddenly like, An aha happens. This channeling, download, breakthrough, magic becomes aware to you. And when that happens, you never go backwards. You can't can't forget something you've remembered because now you remember it. You can't unremember it. It's in your awareness. And so from from that place of new clarity, you are different. Your cells are different. Your consciousness is different. Your life path is going to become different. And it's, in my opinion, it's better. (laughs) It's easier. It's more fun. Because you're in alignment now with the soul, with the consciousness that chose to come have the human incarnation. Instead of being average, continuing, getting to the end of your life, dying, going back to being a soul and going, shit, (laughs) I fell for that same old trap again. And then coming back down, doing it again, seeing if you get any better. Why don't you just have the awareness now? 2020 is, 
it's this portal of time. I use those words in my newsletter. It's this portal of time that is offering us gift after gift, the potential for insight after insight. And the tighter the fear, the tighter the constriction and the squeezing, the greater the possibility for the insight. It's, it's like, can you get so quiet that you look at the fear, you sit with it, you get curious about it, you release whatever is ready to be released, and then there's that moment of insight. And then can you sit with the insight and expand that possibility and then see where it takes you? If you don't know how to do that, get my book. Like, read the book. It's so easy. You just read until you don't understand, and then you sit in that space, and you get curious about what's happening. You follow the guidance like I do. A podcast shows up, a video, you go to another one, and then suddenly in your inbox is this other thing, (laughs) this other thing, and ha, right? And then all of a sudden, you're in the magic of synchronicity. You're, You're in flow. You're in alignment with that universal source energy that is love and connection and consciousness. You've broken free from that limitation of third dimension. You're experiencing something more expansive. And then your soul's going to take you where where you're going to go next. <laughs> I mean... You just don't know until your soul starts to show you. And then can you trust that? Can you trust that path and lean into it and get curious and explore? So maybe you're going to do some bouncing in the fourth dimension if you haven't left third yet into fourth. Maybe you'll bounce a little bit. I feel like 2020 has been a yo-yo bouncing ball (laughs) for so many people. And then fifth dimension, you, you start to explore your heart, your consciousness, and then you just keep going, right? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Just it just keeps expanding, 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 expanding. So if you don't know where to begin, get quiet. Maybe tune into my book, read the or watch the podcast, look at the links that I suggested, get a birth chart reading if you haven't done that yet. Set up a session with me. If you have never done a session with me, you're missing out. <laughs> In my opinion. You're missing out because it's so fun. It's so amazing when, when someone you trust, when you allow someone you trust to see you in the ways that I see people, you see yourself in your, in your genius, in your beauty, in your uniqueness. It's like that card said, you know, when, when you are this rebel that's living your own awakened life, you move and you awaken the rebel in other people. And that's, that's what I do. It's this change maker, way shower energy of I know who I am. And because of that, I can hold this steady vibration, this steady mirror that lets you see yourself. Marcus Aubrey was saying in the podcast, he's like, the whole thing with like gurus or teachers or um, healers or uh, religion saying that the only way to the divine is through me. He's like, it's such bullshit. And I completely agree with him. Every single one of us is already divine. We 
hold that sunlight, that source energy, that flow within us. We are that. And so the only thing you need, as Marcus describes, he says you need someone to hold your hand sometimes, to hold you steady while you're remembering your ways to connect with the divine and and flow that love back and forth. You just need someone by your side to say, you've got this, I see you, how are you doing with it? And that's a lot of what I do. I, except I don't just hold hands, I hug. <laughs> like Zach Bush says, I think hugging is one of the greatest things on this earth because my sunshine touches your sunshine and who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? So I feel like December is this, portal of time like I picked Aquarius Aquarius Gemini very precisely as a soul and this is the age of Aquarius we are moving into and I am so excited to see what happens and and my role within that and the contributions I can make just by showing up and hugging and loving and looking through my lenses my eyes like it's so good it's so good and if there's one message you take from this whole episode today, it's the trust, the belief that it's only going to get better in 2021. If you align with that possibility, you can, you can wrap up 2020 and dance, (laughs) dance your way into 2021 because that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Okay, I have to go. I've got to get the gym (laughs) ready and set up. But um, yeah, I'll put a bunch of links in the description so that you can sort of play and dance your way through all of the resources I provided. Such, such a big hug being sent to Dr. Zach Bush and Marcus Aubrey. And then also to East Forest. There is the most amazing interview with Marcus and East Forest in his playlist. Absolutely profound that just thrilled me when I was watching it. Such powerful conversations happening. So I just send big love and gratitude for the ways that they are rebelling and showing up in the world so strong and steady. All right, have a beautiful weekend. We're meditating on Sunday. If you are looking for a way to be still, come join us. Big hugs. Big, huge hugs coming across the airwaves to you in this moment. Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.